Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, it is Monday, January 22nd. Unfortunately, you know it. I know it. It is a misery Monday. The worst Monday on the calendar. The one where the Buffalo Bills season comes to an end. Unfortunately, it was in the worst of ways at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs, falling 27 to 24 at home. Folks, I had a delightful show lined up. I had all kinds of guests. I had them coming from all over the country, all over the globe. But unfortunately, on a misery Monday, all we get is slick. So stay tuned and here we go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Welcome back here on Train Wreck tonight, three twenty-six. Uh, my goodness, uh, let's get him in here. Slick, happy misery Monday. Yeah, I'm pissed. But first things first, I got to address that intro that you just gave me. What the fuck was that? I mean, I, I, if I told you the names that I had for this show, potentially, I mean, even you would be jaw dropped right now. So let's just be thankful you're yeah, here. You're yeah, collecting yeah, a check. Yeah. You're keeping the slick family fed. Okay. Unlike, you know, obviously the Bills families, they're done. The season's over, slick. The season is over. Season's over. Luckily, we have the Sabres to fall back on. Said is no that, did, yeah. Did you actually believe that when you said it? I was going to say, um, no, but. No. 20, uh, it's almost, it's, it hasn't even been 24 hours. It's been like 18. You got any thoughts the day after? I'm kind of speechless. Uh, you know, a lot of things happened down the stretch that it was just one crucial, devastating blow to the gut after the other. And uh, it's, it's prime Bill's fashion. It's. It's what we're known for doing, unfortunately. It is, it is, it is. Now, talk to me, though. 
<clears throat> Before we get into the game, obviously, there's always the pregame, the game day, the vibes. I felt like after last week, the wild card against the Steelers, I felt like we had improved conditions. I feel like we had an even more feisty game day tailgate. I feel like we were, I felt like we were really ready to kind of end the Mahomes era, truly. The energy was definitely there. I, I think everyone knew what was at stake. The stakes were high. Shout out Herbal IQ. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, you know, the energy was great. Game day hospitality always is such a fun time. And there really was only up after the Steelers tailgate. Uh, the conditions weren't great that week. Obviously, you know, clear skies, got a bit of snow uh, coming in towards the midst of the tailgate. But overall vibes were high. DJ Gabby was killing it per usual. Took a minute to give away that jersey, I must say. Uh, yeah, apparently no one likes preaching to the choir. Apparently no one likes free shit, but uh, whatever. No, it was it was a great time as always. I think you and me both had fun. Double Dubs made the trek again. Yeah, absolutely legendary by Double Dubs. We had uh, what was it Donnie Deutsch with the with the beers pounding them in people's face. Yeah, um, and then uh, you had Buffalo AF in the house. You had the Nigeria, uh, the uh, not the Nigerian nightmare, the. Uh, that's what everyone makes that mistake because yeah. I feel like it's people have that nickname, the Norwegian nightmare. The Norwegian nightmare. We had Kroom, we had Chris G, we had Lee Banky in the house. We had everyone. We loved them. We, it was great vibes, great time. I will say though that the Chiefs fans there, nobody seemed nervous. Nobody seemed worried at all, even though they had already lost to us. In the race. I guess that they've just had so many regular season losses, and they know that they're kind of meaningless. You're right. They seemed quiet. That's one thing I've never seen from an opposing fans at t- at the tailgate, especially game day. They're always loud. They always like to make their presence felt. Chiefs fans were cool, calm, and collected. I think there was only one that really approached me and uh, gave me the business a little bit. He, yeah, was, and- he was confident always. He was with his girl, though, so maybe he was just trying to, you know, impress the lady. I but, thought you were talking about the tall guy. I thought he had clearly done enough alcohol to yesterday. Jeez. I mean, and listen, we've all oh, been that, hammered, yeah, okay? that, that, So I'm that, not trying to make any sense. Okay. But this guy was, no, that guy was grabbing loud. on to everyone. He was basically at everyone's face. That, that was, was the that was the guy I thought you were talking about. But you were, you obviously had another one. Okay, maybe um, two. But no, soft-spoken. Then the game begins. You get in there. How was getting into the game, by the way? Pretty uh, uneventful? Pretty good. I will say the line took a bit longer than usual. Still got in there for kickoff. Just about perfect timing, and my seating was amongst royalty. It was? Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw it in more ways than one, so we'll get into it, as you noticed. Uh, we got the first half. Um, here, it was the Bills were scoring. Yeah, you weren't getting stops on Mahomes, but it felt like, you know, you were getting a little bit of pressure. You know, he was just kind of escaping it, but they couldn't stop those corner routes from Travis Kelsey in the first half. Slick. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially uh, with the depleted defense and the linebacker position being up for attack, uh, Travis Kelsey's just about the best in the league at getting open over the middle and uh, definitely killed us with that. You know, I was I was pretty happy out of the first half. Um, the, the, the story of the first half for me was Josh Allen, MVP chance all over the place. It seemed like, oh, reliable, go to Josh, let him scramble, do Josh things. Um, I, so I felt pretty good after the first half, like you said, could have been, you some- had to feel great. I mean, cause, yeah. cause the bills were forced to punt, but since they got the kickoff, they were kind of able to manipulate the situation. They go on a long drive before halftime and then they don't let the Chiefs score before half. They go into halftime up 17, 13. You're feeling great as a bills fan. Slide. Feel great. The locker room is probably 
pretty good. Uh, vibes were great amongst the fans for sure. Hold them to that stop and then go down and score before half. Uh, vibes were definitely great. You know, that Kelsey touchdown, bit of a uh, blow. Talk about it and talk about the royalty factor that you experienced there. Yeah, a bit of a blow, especially. So So here's the here's where I knew something was up because I come into – 241 like basically right above the rock these were these were no this that is the rock pile that 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 is and and that's where my season tickets used to be and people were and and go on because let me just say in years past you could a million people could go into these seats but talk about your experience yesterday every they had security to the t at every single entrance 200 left and right 100 down checking exact tickets reading reading the fine print, making sure you're not trying to pull strings. And eventually the word gets around is because Taylor Swift just happens to be under the Marv Levy. Uh, I could not believe that because those suites, yeah, I guess the bills don't have a ton of suites, but they're right above the rock pile. Those are right above the cheapest seats in the stadium. So you're literally exposing Taylor Swift, Brady Mahomes, all those people to the you know the craziest of environments and unfortunately another Kelsey brother took advantage of that slack. Yeah, uh right after that Kelsey touchdown, things turned rowdy. We turn around, all of a sudden there's bare chested Jason Kelsey doing his best Ryan Fitzpatrick impression. Chugs a couple cold ones, not like you need to not like they would be warm or anything in the environment they were. By the way, I will mention all these people in these suites, credit to them Suites wide open, not not close in the window. What I, that's suite. what I was saying. They could have easily done like the limo divide, you know, and I think they did at some points. But I think once I think they were doing it early, truth to say, and I think once Kelsey scored, they felt a little bit more confident. Kelsey scored, rips his shirt off. I thought we were done there. People are trying to take pictures and whatnot. Security gets in that rock pile spot that the fans are notorious for just taking over and no one gives a shit. And Jason Kelsey hops the barricade like he like he looked like George Kittle hopping the barricade. At I gotta Wrestling. give credit the the hop of the barricade was pretty insane. There was like, two. I, I, he, Jason was Kelsey two owned me this weekend. There was two tall boys on the barricade that he also had to clear. Perfect execution. Uh, starts dapping up fans. Couple other guys in the in the crowd get their shirts off with him. Vibes were good. You know, Jason Kelsey's loved amongst a lot of people. The energy was pretty good. Uh, shout out to Jason Kelsey. That was a show and a half in itself. Uh, but you know, thankfully we had the lead at half. I thought that was going to tone down a bit. I think he did keep his shirt off for quite some time. Yeah. I think he reeled it in after that or else it would have just been nonsense fest. Uh, obviously if you saw it this weekend, Kelsey and I got into a little tiff. I, yeah, I told, let's them, talk I told that. yeah, well, I, well, here's what here. Let me catch up everyone. I'll just give you the smart notes. The, after the bills against the Eagles, Kelsey went on the radio, said that Jordan Phillips was basically playing dirty uh, you know, blah, 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 called this shit out said that he's like, you know, he was bullshit. All of a sudden, six weeks later, Jason Kelsey is on his podcast plugging like mascot versus mascot. And he's like, who, oh, Bill's fans, like, make sure you're chiming in. So I just said to him, fuck off. Like in a sense that, no, you can't just go milk Bill's mafia for, you know, the views and the sense. And I think that was fair. Now he responded to me with like a pretty, like, you know, a pretty funny gif. Uh, so he got a gif, gif, whatever you like to call it. And I said, while I got you here, was this a false start? And I had the zoomed in video of his arm and he had a very nice, diligent two tweet response where he kind of went over. It could have been a false start. I was wrong in the moment for calling Phillips out. He's not a dirty player. I was just, you know, angry for my team in the moment. 
all the things that a cool bro would do, you know, when after a fight or after a tussle where you want to make things right. So I give him a lot of credit. I told him I was going to destroy his brother. He told me to watch out for the Yeti, and I got fucking Yeti. I got owned by the Kelsey brothers this weekend. That's all I that would, happens. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did take an L to both Kelsey brothers. I will will say that response of his, I was very impressed. Very well worded and uh, incredible. Won me over every which way. If, if Jason Kelsey put. goes into battle against anybody that it's not like my side, I'm following Jason Kelsey into battle now. And, and you and. Credit to you. You you gave it to him right away. You were like very nicely put. Like, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. People are I'll saying I got you. people are saying I got dunked on. Did I get dunked on? Yes or no? Yes, but you uh you walked the poster off and hustled back for the next offensive play. <laughs> All right, that's good. That means a lot. That means a lot for the team effort. And speaking of team effort, the Bills in the second half. So obviously something was just off, I feel like, when you came back from the second half. Uh the, the Chiefs went down and scored. Uh, and the Bills answered back uh, with a Shakir touchdown, which was an awesome play from Josh Allen where he bought some time, hit him right along the sideline there. That probably happened right in front of you. You probably had a great angle on that play. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, the the wide receiver situation in the second half, uh, some of our biggest guys disappeared. Shakir and Kincaid, though, uh, stuck around very valuable down the stretch. That Shakir touchdown yeah that was awesome it was good to see a passing touchdown too and not just you know relying on josh in the red zone being able to do what he can do best yeah but that shakir one really relieving especially after the chiefs march down and kelsey gets another one because jason's still behind me going nuts vibes are pretty low in the rock pile at that point because they're it's almost all security but uh yeah shakir touchdown is great and then after that things just Seemed to keep going south, Maniac. Well, that's when we got to the fourth quarter. The Chiefs were driving, and, I mean, you were up four, and you lose the fourth quarter. Plain and simple, you lost the fourth quarter 7 nothing when you were when you were winning it by four going in. So, not great, Slick, but obviously, uh, fourth quarter, you get the Chiefs score, and then the Bills get stopped. They go for the Hamlin fake field goal, or fake punt. punt. Yeah. Uh, not great, not great. I it never was, not only was it not great, it never looked like it had a chance. That was the first play I think I touched on down the stretch where it was just one of those devastating blows to the gut. And you really had no words. Like you said, it didn't look like it had a chance. Not to mention we're at our own like what 30? Yeah, we're at our 30, 30. What, what, yeah. what is Dan Campbell uh coaching both games today? Like, what's up? Yeah, just like what are we not a great look? Um, if McDermott's making that call, give or take a lot of time in the fourth quarter, uh, ended up not getting any more scores, Chiefs, there, but uh, not just the only devastating blow to the gut down the stretch as well, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, there were a lot of them because at this point, once you the, the air was taken out of that stadium after that fake punt. You could hear a pin drop. Bills fans were on death watch. Uh, the Chiefs get a big gain. I believe it was a big gain down to the two. Someone made a stop. I want to say Teron Johnson on Pacheco or something on a big run down to the two. So you're just like, well, this is inevitable. The Chiefs ran some play. I don't know if it was a swing pass or a quick hitter or whatnot. A receiver has the ball. He's diving for the pylon. I see him, like, go for the end zone. He, he doesn't get there, but the ball trickles out. And I remember at first people were like, oh, it was, like, the ball out? 
Like nobody really thought right away that yeah. that was one thousand percent like the Bills' ball, right? Did you feel that vibe? No, on during the live play, no. I saw the ball come out with a little bit of confusion. Then I saw some optimism from the Bills players on the field. I was like, that was the thing. Once one or two of them got going, then yes. I think the rest of the of the stadium kind of picked up on what was at stake, and all of a sudden, this could be like a complete game flipper. Exactly. This could be um, where Josh Allen takes over and history is rewritten as he goes down the field. Uh, that's when we knew we had something. Obviously, go to review and huge call for the Bills right there. Uh, yeah. Like you said, game changer. Go down the field. Um, couple missed opportunities on this drive, though, Maniac. Well, coming up, I mean, the biggest is – the Stefan Diggs bomb. So way, I mean, this is a hundred percent on Diggs, right? I mean, listen, he's oh guy, when he when he scores three, when he breaks two Miami Dolphins tacklers and goes to the house for his third touchdown, I give him all the credit in the world. But when you get a drop like that, and listen, people, I will say this: people are underestimating on this throw because they just see that it leaves Josh's hands and it hit Diggs right in the in the hands. I had a view of this throw from Josh's angle, and you had a similar one too. You kind of yep. had the Diggs angle right when this ball left Josh's hands. Diggs got on his horse. I think he turned away from the ball, truthfully. Now, again, this didn't really affect him because, because he needed to speed up. He had no yeah. time to look at the ball. He had to speed up. So he went and sprinted real quick, and he looked at the ball. And, he and again, like, they are pro receivers, and you got to make it. And he, he did everything. But, it, I mean, that is ex, that is exceptionally difficult, and it just makes it all the more heartbreaking that he did everything to get there and still couldn't get it. Yeah, uh, to take away from uh, – not to take away, but – Take the moment away from Diggs for a second. I think Dan Orlovsky did a breakdown of that throw too. That that is about as good as it gets in the National Football Best League. Best throw you can do in terms of power accuracy, everything you could ask for. That was a sixty-five yard throw. Sixty-five yard throw on the hands. Well, through the hands, I guess. Through, through the our hands, wrists, and almost the elbows, basically. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, you know, again, if I'm not going to fault Stefan for for the for completely for the job, I fault him for for this. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Well, I do. Any of us? No, uh, I don't. So, with that said, it all falls apart. Did you have any feeling that this bass was going to miss? I was worried. I didn't. I truly thought it was good. I knew it was still not like 100%. I was nervous. I truly thought it was going to go out. Now, I will say right before, it felt like the wind did start going right, right before. And you see earlier in his kicks, it did as well. I was I was nervous, but I was pretty confident. Um, You know, as soon as they start talking about the stat from what I've heard on commentary, it's never a good thing. But yeah. Uh, and two, that um, Josh Allen missed – uh, throw to, I believe it was Shakir again in the end zone as well. Yeah. So people are talking about it. Have you watched the replay? Because I saw it live. I did. Josh gets hit right before he throws it. And that, and that's kind of what knocks yeah. it. Now again, has he powered through to make that throw before? Yes. But I feel like that hit was just enough. That ball was just to the right of Shakir. Like it would have been like right where Shakir broke into the open. Was, was like that the one ball. where uh, Dion was blocking and his, uh, the guy who was blocking pushed Dion into Josh. I, I think that I think that may have been the contact, but again, it was just yeah. It, it was yeah. and it, by the way, it's an anticipation throw from Allen because uh, on that exactly. side, I believe Shakir is on the left side of both defenders, and he throws yes. it to the right where he's breaking into it. It's a very hit or miss play, but yeah. Then there's um, a defender blinding 
uh, Shakir in general from you're just like you said, it's an assumption play that he's making it across between both of them. It's like you said, that contact might've just been enough, but um, leave it in the hands of Tyler Bass. And for once he doesn't get it done in. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a cut Tyler Bass guy. Yeah. Bad playoffs. Uh, I think he's played for us. Well, like the stats indicated, he'd been nine and nine in the same situation. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, kickers miss, unfortunately. Sorry, Ninja. Um, but, uh, yeah, the bills lose the season's over blame pie. Uh, I, I posted mine earlier. <clears throat> I got 40% digs and Sherfield. I got 30%, uh, whatever part of the game plan was supposed to start stop Travis Kelsey. And then 30%, um, what was the other 30%? I don't know. You, you go, what, what do you got for your blame pie? Uh, I think that's a pretty good layout. I'm gonna go forty percent. Oh no, that's too mean. Thirty percent pass. Oh, I, oh, I went thirty no, no, no. percent pass. Thirty percent pass at the end. Thirty. Well, thir- Yeah, I guess thirty percent pass. Thirty percent. No, thirty-five percent digs. And twenty-five percent McDermott. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fair. I, I just I just have a t- I, I know I'm a McDermott defender. I know people I am too. But, I am but, too. but do you really fault him? I mean, I I, I feel like you know the execution like the, like the special teams. I'll change. I'll change. Like I'll special change. teams should take the percentage of of that. In my I'll change. I'll change it and I'll say ten percent McDermott, fifteen percent D special teams. Okay. Okay. DSD. Um, all right. Well, listen. I don't want to talk anymore about uh, about yeah. the Bills. We were going to talk where we go from here, but that's enough. Uh, are the Sabres any respite? I mean, I feel like the only respite is the fact that they're not playing like Columbus at home tonight. At least we have Sabres after dark this week. It's something a little special to look forward to. Special. Yeah, special, I suppose, for all you uh, late birds. But, you know, the the, the loss to the Lightning was – it's it sucks, to be honest. We've had a lot of these close regulation games. Empty netter seals it off. Uh, do we still have stuff to look forward to? Yeah, for sure. But it's a steep slope at this point, Maniac. Everyone was hitting the numbers, and it's obvious. They've 14 times they've had a double-digit deficit, or sorry, a two-goal deficit or more in the first period. And 14, or like close to 14 times, over half their home games, they're not scoring in the first half of them. It's like, so you're just not going to win many games like that. And that's coaching. They're not ready to play. Uh, and they're falling behind early, plain and simple. Because the rest yeah, of the dude, game, dude. the rest of the game seems to go pretty well. The rest of the team seems to do pretty well. The goalies are doing better than ever. So, yeah. D- how much? How much do you fault Granado right now? A lot, because everyone's regressed, and it was changing the system that did everything. Yep, I agree. Luckily, Tuesday you have Anaheim, obviously one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, hopefully, a good opportunity for two points. Yeah, well, you need them. Uh, need speaking them. of needing them. UFC this past weekend before the Bills action. You're obviously our connoisseur of the culinary. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, you know, it's pretty good card. Uh, good for the Toronto crowd right up north. Canadian fight fans, some of the best, uh, some of the most apologetic as well, as we know how Canadians are. But you had two title fights. Uh, first one being the women's bantamweight. Amanda Nunes, obviously retired recently vacating two women's divisions that so one might not even exist 
after Amanda's gone. But a, re- a retire a retirement double vacate is sick. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. That's goat status. Uh, probably the best female fighter ever, and the exact opposite is what we saw in the title fight to fight for her vacant belt. Absolute snooze fest between Myra Bueno Silva, Raquel Pennington winning the belt by unanimous decision. She's 16 and nine and she's a UFC champion. Just not the best fight. Uh, exactly what I expected there. Then the main event, uh, Sean Strickland defending against Gregus Duplessis. Sean Strickland, obviously, Notoriously beat Israel Adesanya by unanimous decision. This one goes to decision again. But Dreykus Duplessis is your new middleweight champion of the world. South Africa, stand up. Split decision. I was I was skeptical on this maniac. I thought Dreykus won convincingly. I actually scored it four rounds to one for Dreykus. Every other judge had it 3-2, but one of them having it in favor of Strickland. But I think ultimately the right decision was made and uh be interesting to see where we go from here. I think Hamzat Chemayev probably challenges for that belt next, if I had to guess. Oh, no, not Chemayev. Now, with that said, I got to ask you, uh, because I, Yahoo Sports wants to know, this is the headline, is, is UFC relieved to see Sean Strickland's title reign come to an end? Yeah, I think big time. <laughs> they don't want to admit it. I think Dana embraces it. You know, Dana no like always tries to display that UFC does doesn't have this give a fuck attitude where uh they don't buy into the bullshit. But Sean Strickland is just not a guy you want representing any company. Uh put a microphone in that guy's hand and something whack and probably offensive is gonna be said. So they might, they're probably a little happy for that. Are they much happier that Drykus Duplessis is their middleweight champion? Probably not. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the star power. I think they'd be very happy to see Adesanya get back into that title picture. And definitely Chemayev, too. I think Dana wants to make him one of the UFC's next big cash cows. And if you could get a Hamzat Chemayev versus Israel Adesanya title fight down the line, uh, that's, that's free money. Now I had just I had only seen the result via text via the recaps, but Sean Strickland almost looks like happy to lose here. Like, what is going on with that decision? Like, he basically like like did he know he got that beat, or like is he getting paid behind the scenes from UFC to like take out of the spot? What's going on here? So like that if that would never happen in WWE. T speaking of TKO, that would never happen in WWE. A split decision where they're both standing there, the other guy's happy for the other guy. Maybe in AEW, but not in WWE. Yeah, well, you know, Sean himself might have been surprised it was split. I certainly was. I thought Drakus won convincingly, as said. And you know there's a reason that wouldn't happen in WWE, but we, we won't talk about that necessarily. But, yeah, Sean Strickland, one of, the mo- one of the happiest I've ever seen him, and it was to lose by split decision. Definitely interesting. You know, uh, Degenerate Al even asked me if there was some controversy behind the scenes when Strickland beat Adesanya because – Adesanya is what a minus 700 favorite and he just yeah. gets his ass whooped for five straight rounds by Sean Strickland. What's going on there? Uh, it seems sketchy and Strickland happy to lose by split decision. Don't know about that, but you know, he'll be back at some, in some capacity, not anytime soon, probably not. And not for the belt. There's no way there's a rematch there. I think you're insert, inserting Hamzat into that title picture until Izzy comes back. Speaking of reappearing out of nowhere, Royal Rumble 2024, I will say 
We haven't had anything move in the past week, Slick. Uh, still no matches added besides the four, the core four. We got the World Heavyweight Universal title, the U.S. title, and the two Rumble matches. Uh, but we do have some movement in the odds. So with yeah, that said, I first off, I got odds this time for the other championship matches. So what do you think? And these and these are bettable if you deposited it at BetUS Online. Uh, so that's our former friends, BetUS Online. They're not paying us to do this, but uh, they got some wrestling odds. So I'm going to throw them a bone here. What do you think Roman Reigns' odds are in this match? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go like minus... 500 way more really minus 2500 what the oh, the top God. favorite so who's the top favorite to beat him that's pretty obvious randy orton what do you think he's at uh well after the 2500 i guess plus 1100 Close, plus 800 pretty good pretty good oh yeah okay that makes more sense now we got the u.s title match KO against Logan Paul. What do you think Logan Paul is live odds? Minus 900. Minus 2,000. Wow. So, yeah. A lot, lot of heavy high, chalk. Lot, heavy I mean, chalk. And some high, I mean, I might, be, I might be sprinkling on KO there. Yeah, that's not a bad bet. Maybe maybe uh, Logan's got something to do. Now, I'm where we have around. seen movement. Like I said, we haven't seen any movement in the matches. But where we have seen some movement is in the odds. Uh, last week when we talked, Bailey was basically, what, plus 150? Um, she is actually down to a minus 110 favorite. But wow. the only thing that's changed is that the th the four and five spots have fallen farther back, and the two and threes have gotten closer. At plus 150, the man, Becky Lynch. And then at plus... Two, 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 250 potential WWE main roster debut Jade Cargill. Oh shit. Plus 250 to win the rumble in your first appearance. That's you haven't outrageous. Even stepped foot in a WWE ring yet. That is outrageous. For Impressive. Sure. Um, Lacey Evans at plus 4,500. So I guess maybe they didn't get the note on uh, bet online that she's playing out with the company anymore. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, Ronda Rousey's also 100 to 1. So maybe they're just protecting themselves. Yeah, that's more understandable than Lacey Evans. So. Raquel Rodriguez, who we were talking about last week. I know people mentioned her. Plus 600. So she's not actually far okay. behind. That's, okay. uh, that's I, legit I, odds for our Raquel Rodriguez. Now, with that said, men's Royal Rumble winner, just like Bailey, CM Punk is into minus money. He is minus 200. What? To win the wow. men's Royal Rumble live odds. See, if anything, I thought his odds might go up considering this potential Seth injury and where this belt could go from there. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe even Cody's odds would uh, go down too. So let's so let's update. Let's go. Let's get the rest going now. It's like there are five competitors who are plus six hundred or lower. So, like, plus 500, plus 400, plus 300. Who are the five competitors behind CM Punk at minus 200 that are under plus 600 odds? Cody Rhodes. Yep. The Rock. At yep, at plus 500. What's Cody? Cody is plus 250. So, he's the second okay. favorite. Solo? Solo is plus 2,500. Nope. Oh, geez. Um, McIntyre? 
McIntyre's ten to one. He's like he's literally the the next guy up after the after this set of gents. Damn, who am I think? Who am I forgetting here? You know, someone that could potentially walk down to that ring and be a general of it. Oh, Guther. Okay, yeah. Obviously. Guther at plus three hundred. But then, okay, who, is then... The, who is the other guy hanging around? That this is the this is kind of like surprising to me. Brock. Brock. No, actually, there's two guys at plus six hundred or less still. One is Randy Orton at plus six hundred, and then this competitor at plus five hundred. It is impressive that Randy's in there at plus six hundred, given he has a title match that night. Of course. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, is it Roman? Nope. <laughs> oh, you're, you're almost there. Oh man. I don't know. With everybody saying L a night five to one. Yeah. LA night. Wow. Yeah. Two competitors being less plus 600 or less that are already in a four way title match. Yeah. That night is pretty insane. That would be interesting for sure, especially if it's like Roman pins AJ Styles and then one of them wins it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's actually yeah. very, they're very feasible. You just set that up. Maybe if they're listening, we'll see. Maybe we will keep it rocking. Obviously, keep it tuned here to train wreck coverage of the Royal Rumble on our Wrestling with Emotion Challenge at Wrestle W Emotion over there. But like besides that, anything before we sign off here on Train Wreck tonight, two thirty six. Obviously, we'll have a Royal Rumble preview show for you guys with that Wrestle With Emotion talk and uh, much more to come. Unfortunately, not Bills related. Hey, it's it's uh, 12 months and three weeks until the Bills win the Super Bowl. So with that said, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're following on all the platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all of them. And folks, make sure to go have a good night now.